Hello, hello, hello. It's Jan Goldstein. Welcome to All That Matters, our weekly positivity podcast. Let me ask you something. What do you long for? I mean, what do you long for? What do you hope for? What do you sometimes find yourself going on and on in an existence of an otherness, of a hoping of something that will happen without quite capturing what that is or how it could be accomplished? Well, longing is exactly a strong feeling of need or desire for someone or something. And I believe it holds us back. It has a purpose. But if we dwell in the realm of longing, we are not in the world of living. As a kid, if If you were stuck in detention and all your friends were playing outside on a sunny day, you looked outside the window and what you had there was longing, this unfulfilled desire to be there, but you're stuck in here. As an adult, it may take different forms. We long for people, places, things, for change, for love, for, well, just more. As a kid... I longed for being in a rock group because of the Beatles and Stones. My friend was similarly uh, inspired until the day he said, well, let's do it. I'll get some drums. You get a guitar. We'll find a couple other people. We'll do it. And with mistakes made and hilarious attempts to learn songs like it sounded on the records, we worked out the kinks. Also a good rock group. And I spent my teenage years in a rock and roll band, making money, having a blast, all because I had a friend who turned me from longing for the impossible into the present where all was possible. You know, in terms of longing, Louisa May Alcott wrote in Little Women, love Joe all your days if you choose. But don't let it spoil you, for it's wicked to throw away so many good gifts because you can't have the one you want. Sometimes all we think about is that person or thing that we want that we somehow can't have, but we get stuck in this moment or endless moments of longing. Alcott says, it's wicked to throw away so many good gifts because you can't have the one you want. Ayn Rand wrote, if some longing goes unmet, don't be astonished, we call that life. I never found beauty in longing for the impossible and never found the possible to be beyond my reach. And that's it, isn't it, really? what Rand talks about, the concentration on the impossible versus the possible and recognizing in the present moment what is possible and that much more is possible than we often give ourselves credit for. 
you know, it's possible, as Carl Jung put it, that the longing for light, which may be what we're ultimately thinking comes with what what it is we're longing for, whether it's that person, that relationship, those that money, that job, that uh, what that form of travel, whatever it might be. The longing for light, Jung said, is the longing for consciousness. It's very possible that when we're longing, what we're really searching for is consciousness. And how do we gain the consciousness? How do we gain this moment? One of the things I most notice about the world is as a father of three daughters, um, as someone who had gratefully a, a warm relationship with his mother, who I think of every day, who still affects me long after her passing, as someone married to a dynamic woman with her own talents and own abilities and own quest for making what's possible reality. I think of the words of Bell Hooks, who said, as females in a patriarchal culture, we were not slaves of love. Most of us were and are slaves of longing, yearning for a master who will set us free and claim us because we cannot claim ourselves. Hooks calls it being slaves of longing. She's referring to females in our society who for so long were slaves of longing, but I think it speaks to all of us really. Yearning for something or someone who can set us free and claim us because we cannot claim ourselves. Well, the women I know are claim themselves, and they've taught me a lot about claiming. It's really what I talk about in my recent podcast of my second novel, The Prince of Nantucket. A man is surrounded by women who teach him how to claim his own light, who teach him how to learn more about who they are and in so doing, learn more about who he is and what is possible right now in the moment. You know, Agapis Stasinopoulos uh, is the author of Unbinding the Heart, A Dose of Greek Wisdom, Generosity, and Unconditional Love. She happens to be a graduate of the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and later came and got another degree at the University of Santa Monica, She happens to be the sister of Arianna Huffington and a national lecturer on being fearless. And Agape writes about meeting a woman who was divorced, had adult children, and was running her own business in Florida. And this woman had been an avid ballroom dancer for the last two years and adored her teacher, whom she danced with. And on the surface, she had a charmed life. She seemed lively and confident. And the author says she invited the woman to go salsa dancing with her at the Lincoln Center. But the lady confessed that she couldn't go dancing because it broke her heart to see all those couples happily dancing. 
and it reminded her she didn't have a dancing partner with whom she could also share her life. Does that sound familiar? We look on in life sometimes at people who seem so much happier than we are. and We feel our aloneness. We feel our longing for what they have that we don't see ourselves having. And so we sit there and watch. Stanislopoulos found that in a, that, that statement that the woman made, an astounding statement. She said she had never thought of avoiding dance for lack of a partner. She, she said, I was brought up in an exuberant Greek, Greek way where you could pull anyone onto the dance floor and they would become your partner for the night. Not having a partner never stopped me from dancing, unquote. So these two women ended up having a very beautiful conversation about why one didn't have a partner and what she was looking for in in one. The woman that Stasinopoulos met told her, I've been longing for the right partner for years now since I've been divorced. Someone that I am compatible with and that I can have fun with. Someone I can enjoy my life with and also dance with. I get very upset when I think that other people have that and wonder, why not me? She asked the author, is it not okay to want a man or a relationship? Of course it's okay, Stasinopoulos said. But there's a difference between wanting and longing. Longing brings the tentacles of attachment and creates suffering that suffocates the enjoyment of our life. If you get clear on what you want and why, then you can go about seeing how you can create it. So she suggested that the woman give up longing and start thinking about how she could make a a reality instead. And She explained about herself that giving up her own longing allowed her to enjoy her life much more since the longing had only created unhappiness in her. The woman, however, fought back. She objected. She held on to her feelings. She said, quote, I don't want to give up my longing. It reminds me of how much I want that, and I don't want to forget it, unquote. That's okay, Stasinopoulos reports responding, provided that your longing doesn't keep you from being present in the moment. The woman stopped dead in her tracks and swore she was having a moment, an epiphany. Don't say anything else, the woman said. I never realized that my longing was preventing me from being present. The author says that they walked down 6th Avenue in that moment of epiphany, realizing how our longing creates suffering. The author says, my newfound friend said, I now see how the longing perpetuates desire and not getting what you want. And it becomes a vicious circle, doesn't it? It stops from being present and fully enjoying myself and my life. It stops me from seeing what might be possible. Yes. Longing paralyzes. We lose our way, blinded by a want, a longing so powerful, it eclipses awareness of the possible and our own power to claim it. 
I think Stasinopolis reminds me of Buddhism's four noble truths, which are attachment to things, to wants, lead to suffering. And the reasons for suffering are desire, passion, pursuit of wealth and prestige, striving for fame and popularity, or in short, craving and clinging. This is not to say we shouldn't strive or set goals or seek joy and meaning, but the deep longing for, the nonstop desire, leads to an inability to find our way. Does that make sense? An inability to find your way so blinded or so blurry is the path in front of you, cluttered with all the craving and the clinging. This, I would like to suggest this coming week, this is your moment. A moment for each of us, no matter our religious or cultural or secular backgrounds, no matter how spiritual or non-spiritual you consider yourself or what form of orientation you may have to the world, make a simple promise, a promise of renewal, that rather than long for a dream, we rekindle the dream to cast away longings and awaken a love of self and of others to make manifest the destiny we alone are capable of creating. We alone are capable of creating. In the coming week, take a moment to be in touch with your own unique and glorious self. Let's be mindful of how very often we are unaware of our own feelings and needs, aware of the inner flame we keep snuffed out because we are unaware of its need for oxygen. And allow this moment in time to serve as that great, giant, fresh breath that fills the lungs in places we never even knew existed within us. Let's free ourselves of holding to desire so tightly we miss the moment as it's happening. We free ourselves of the paralysis of longing rather than actively loving. This is our moment, different for each and every one of us, and yet, in some ways, letting go of the burnt-out carcass of the negative, we replenish our spirits with the waters of possibility. Each and every one of us can be filled with longings, but until that moment, we make the decision to live in the present and turn our longing into living, then we hold ourselves back. This is our moment to swim in the waters of possibility. Yes, and this is our moment to dance. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters.